Hi, it's episode 8, season 4 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John. Hello. And back for the first time um, this season, Terry Whitty. How you doing? Right. Um, that's f- yesterday was our fourth away win, fourth consecutive away win um, of this season, which is the first time that we've achieved that um, since 19... 19- 60-61 and I don't have to tell you what happened in that season gents um, where did it all go right yesterday if I come to you John well what a great time to be a Bears fan eh team manager new stadium on the horizon all, and I'm always confident that we're going to get that win I've got to say three three wins in eight days spanking the Canning Town Bingo Club Champion League 11 goals scored it doesn't get much better than that really it was absolutely brilliant. We're 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 flying, and it, you know, it's only going to get better. I feel with the four players to come back from injury, we're just going to get stronger and stronger. The performance, um, you know, a lot's been said about you know the Manchester clubs and um, what they're doing this season. But you know, as ever, as 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 we've shown last season, the season before, we're quietly going going about our business and third in the table. And and the performance yesterday, I mean, that. If that had been City or United, every, the whole, everybody in the media would, would be raving about it. Um, yeah, once again, it just seems we don't get that the credit we we deserve. Um, even though well, that 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 first half was a joy to behold, and I, I think everybody that had seen it will agree. Um, Wagner said before Andy wasn't going to make any special plan for Harry Kane, and it showed. It really showed. He, 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 I think he really fucked up there. Um, at three nil, you know, three nil after twenty-five minutes, the game was dead. We had our deck chairs out, and the boys were were sitting sunning themselves, smoking a pipe. To be honest with you, mm. okay, flat in the second half. Did Huddersfield tighten it up? Did we take our foot off the grass, of the gas grass? Even I don't think they're smoking that. Um, <laughs> possibly a combination of both, but. That, that first half is as dominant I've seen as this season and some of last season that we're, we're unplayable we made Huddersfield look look very very ordinary I think I think I called it on the pod last week I said we were going to give them a spanking um, you know that they've come about they're the sort of surprise team there's always one team that comes up there's a sort of surprise team um, nobody quite knows how to deal with them they get a good set of results and Huddersfield at home on their recent form should be should be a difficult game but I, I always thought we could go there and put in a really good performance and we did exactly that um terry yeah, i mean we yeah i mean we kind of uh taking it like i mean a couple of seasons ago we, we did the same thing at bournemouth if i remember rightly yeah bournemouth were having a good season they was like they started doing well and then we played them away from home went one nil down we won six one harry kane again so it's kind of like we're letting these the, the other teams are letting these little teams come up um, have a little say and we come along and shut them up again <laughs> the, 
the thing for me is is that we always look like we're going to spank someone and every match that we're going into you think there's a real potential here that we could just go in and absolute beast them and that i think that the team's beginning to realize that and, and play more that way i mean the, the goals that we scored that second one the, the the one touch football that led up to it and harry kane's finish was just was just a joy to behold we were we were Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, unplayable. That surely has to be a, a early contender for goal of the season. I mean, that oh, was just superb a, goal. Yeah. yeah, superb goal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Harry Kane, isn't it? I mean, he's got a left foot, he's got a right foot, he's got a head. He can score in a box, outside the box, wherever he wants. He scores when he wants and wherever he wants. Exactly. Uh, so the legend goes. He was born on a hat trick. <laughs> there you go. He, he's he's absolutely superb. Um, I. I Went to uh, my coach under tens football, and I went with with my uh, fellow coach up there to play a game this morning. And the first question he said uh, he thinks that Harry Kane's the best striker in the world on form at the moment. I I think Europe because I don't know much about South American football and maybe things going on over there. But he he is right up there at the moment. He is he is possibly uh, there is an argument for him being the best player on the planet. Is he? I was discussing this at work with a United fan and. Um... The question that United fans. your problem. Well, well yeah. The, que- the, que- the, que- the, the question that was put to me was, is he better than Ronaldo or Messi? Um, and I said what I think Pochettino said in, in his press conference before this match, which was, they're on a different planet. And I, and I would still maintain that, that they are. They're not even strikers in the conventional sense of the word, they're just freaks of nature. Um, yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know if you can make that comparison. That being said, um, you know, in terms of. In terms of footballers, I think they're, they're something else. They're, they're something different. But in terms of an out-and-out out, out striker, which is what Harry Kane is, I don't think there is a better player on the planet. And I, I think he's the best. And you know, my, my supporting of Spurs goes back about 27, year, 27 years. So it do, doesn't go back into... Um, Certainly not in the seventies, maybe maybe the late eighties, but but not you know, even even most of the eighties and seventies, sixties. Um, I can only go by what I've read and what I've seen on on um, uh, like video clips or, or on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine he's probably the best striker we've had since J- Jimmy Greaves. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna uh, say a little bit about Ronaldo and, and Messi. I mean, they're in. They they obviously they are in a league of their own. Um, but look at the league they're playing in. I mean, it's 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 one of them leagues where they've only got two or three teams. They got two and a half teams per season: Barcelona, Real Madrid, and maybe Atletico every now and again. So they, the the competition they they face week in week out is, dare I say, it, a lot easier than playing in the Premier League week in week out. And Harry Kane's always there. He's um, obviously doesn't turn up until September. But look what September's brought for us this year: thirteen goals with England as well. And Harry Kane can play. He can play the hold. He, he can hold the ball. He can set players up. He plays Son in. He plays Delhi in. Um, he'll pass the. He'll spread the ball out to to Trippier or to, to to Davies. But again, he's there. He can score wherever he wants. And um, I've got. I've had the privilege of watching Spurs since the early eighties. And I would. Oh, I don't know. Put myself on a pedestal here. I would. I, I would actually say probably he's up there definitely with um, with Jimmy. Uh, he's still really really early in his career, but. Dare I say it? He's gonna be. He's gonna be better if he stays. With Look, I would. Stay I, with us. I would put uh, 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 of the twenty-seven old years that I've been supporting Spurs. I would put him ahead of Lineker in a Spurs shirt. Yeah, for, for, forget forget yeah. about what 
Darren Ennick achieved elsewhere with England, but I'm just, just talking about the Spurs shirt. Ahead of Klinsman, who I was a big fan of. Ahead of Sheringham. Ahead of Clive ahead Allen. Of Clive Allen um, Archibald yeah. Crooks. Yeah. Definitely above them. Definitely. I, I, I think he's just the complete player. Um, yeah. And, there's, and he's still only 24. <laughs> still long. The, the, scary, thing that, the thing that Kane has done, we're, we're going back to what you're saying, Terry, Ronaldo and Messi have that spark of genius that makes them just has an air of of a magician about them when they're on the ball you don't know what they're going to do harry kane has got where he's got by hard work he hasn't got that spark he has had to to train and improve and train and train and dedicate and train to get where he has it's through hard work that he's done that he's uh, such an example for young footballers today that if you just apply yourself you can make it and that that for me that dedication and that passion to do it is is what elevates him above them because he, he knew he, you know he he's never got that uh, silky dribbling skill he's never got that free kick magic although he can take them but it's just that dedication and hard work that he's putting to make it and get to the top you know that's yeah. that's what does it for me that desire it's fantastic to see any any kid that wants to uh, role model in football sod your ronaldo's and your messies and your, your harry kane work 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 you yeah, know, totally, left you, totally. brilliant. Keep it. You know, that's that's what you want to see. And you, if, if you if you people want to see him do it against the big teams, let's come back to this um, after the Dortmund game on the twenty first November when we played Dortmund, Arsenal, Real Madrid twice, Man United, Liverpool. You know, we've got some massive games coming up in the next two months, and let's see where we are after that, and let's see what he's done. If he keeps scoring like he's done now, and we come through those with some great results. People, it'll be undeniable, absolutely undeniable. I mean, the, yeah. thing, the thing about Kane, if you look at his goals, well, firstly, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Applewell a bit later, but his goals against Applewell, left foot, right foot header. Yesterday, his first goal, great strike. His second one, I, I just thought that was beautiful. The way he just picks up the ball, back face the goal. He had, what, I don't know how many defenders, three, four um, on him, turning, beating them, and then just smashing it in with his left foot. That, that and he that's, was falling over. That strike was was Bale esque almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is he is he better for us now than Bale was at his, his yeah. height? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and I tell you what, this, this is a bit scary. But Bale in his last season, if you looked at his physique, just as he left left us, he was completely different to the Bale that broke on the scene, the the, the young twenty something. Or, or, or teenager that that broke on the scene with, with, with Spurs initially. Um, that final season, his physique was a lot. Um, it was really toned. He was just. He'd been to the gym. Yeah, Kane has Kane has got that about him now. If you look at his body shape, his physique, he's strong. He's lean. He's got. He just looks. Um, difficult to describe Ronaldo is similar to this as well if you look yeah. at, if we're going to make comparisons Cristiano Ronaldo if you look at his career and when he broke on the scene at United and then towards the very end at United and then at Real he, he just he really looks after himself you know it's not not just about his footballing ability and what he what he does on the training pitch it's also all that extra work that he puts in um, at the gym um, and he just looks a great specimen well, like John said, he's he's um, he's your model professional. He dedicates himself off and on on the pitch, um, as you can see, like in the gym as well. But he's he's constantly, constantly at it. Um, I heard that he's one of the last to leave the training ground as well, to ta- uh, practicing his free kicks, practicing his long shots. 
So he's, he's always there. He's always practicing. He's a proper role model for, mm. for the youngsters. That's that is true, I, and I can vouch for that because when I was at Hotspur way way earlier this year in January, um, he he was the last player to to leave the pitch. Um, he he was a, he was a sorry the, the the training ground even he he was the last one. He was still still out there practicing. Um, yeah. While while the others were walking off. Um, just before we bring it back to to yesterday's game, just one thing on Kane. Um, Pep had a few words about him, I believe, John. Oh yeah, um, in his press conference, it was um, the, the the threats to Man City, and he called us the Harry Kane team. Um, I don't That's know ridiculous. what. Oh, I don't know. Can we read anything into it, or is it just an innocent um, comment that you know? Um, the thing is, he signed one Tottenham player in the summer and inquired after another three. He's, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just a big open checkbook. You know, there's eight hundred million quid's been spent on that squad. No wonder they're doing well. Um, I, I don't know if it was a dig or if it was just meant as a joke because he, and he's recognising how well Harry Kane's doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was a bit snide. It was a bit snide. I think it, it was because, I mean, you look at our team, the way the team play, we, you can, as a Spurs fan, we're going to be a bit biased, but you can see that we're not a one-man team. Not in a million, million no. years. No. Everyone grafts. Everyone yeah. grafts. Well, Davies yesterday put a oh, shift Davies in. Davies was superb yesterday. He really was brilliant yesterday. Superb. Um, and what a finish. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Really? Could have had a couple more as well. He was getting in the right places. And basically, people were saying, you know, possibly Rose is a better player. But Davies, again, it's through the work and the graft and being in the team. He's improved immensely. Definitely. Um, Second top scorer for Spurs as well this season. <laughs> there, there you go. That's, there that's you go. An interesting stat. Just on 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 Kane though, um, and this notion of a one man team. Let's not forget the second spell that he was injured last season. We didn't miss him. Son no. Son came in and did a really good job. Um, not not to say that you know we'd we'd want him out for any length of the time because he's he he is a good player but we have coped without him those question marks were raised last season and we answered them um the second goal davis's goal um older listeners amongst us or 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 the anoraks will might remember a goal that darren anderson scored years and years ago um against qpr i think it was when ozzy ardiles was was manager um i think mickey hazard was in the team this was probably about 93 um, 93, 94, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Klinsman, I think. Yeah, exactly. And it was a, I think it was a throw-in. Somebody took, I think Hazard probably might have picked it up on his chest, backheeled it to Anderton. Anderton laid it off to, I can't remember if it was Sheringham or Barnby. Somebody had their back face the goal. Then it came back to Anderton, um, and it was it was really worked. A really well worked team goal in the Spurs tradition, except that it had fewer passes. And yesterday's goal, Ben Davies' goal. I mean that. That was Tottenham at its very, very best. That was just, you know, that was glory, glory Tottenham Hotspur, really. That was... Exactly. It's the football that we love. Yeah. It's the yeah. football that made us to, uh, support the team that we love. Um, just a, some comments from listeners. Ed Brad, more of a statement. We showed a maturity in performance today that I, that I haven't seen before. Control the game and didn't overexert ourselves. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the first half, obviously, we, we were like, just another on another planet. Um, three nil up and could easily have won six, seven, eight nil. Uh, come out in the second half and we, we took like took our foot off the gas and um, we didn't we, we showed that we didn't need to overexert ourselves yet we still come away with another goal at the end. Yeah, um, Winks yesterday played really well for me as well and controlled that midfield. Um, he, he 
quick, incisive balls forward. I think he's only going to get bigger and better for us and have a big part to play for us. And coming to the run of games we want, when we've got, we, we're going to want to have those players coming in on rotation. Dare I say it yesterday, it was a bit Modric-esque in the first half. His distribution and his, his, his the way he was dictating the tempo of the game was brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely brilliant. It's like we didn't miss Dembélé yesterday at all. Um, no, not at all. And dare I say it as well, Dembélé is, is, is one of the most underrated players in, in, in European football, I reckon. Uh, he doesn't get as much praise, any praise, really, from anyone. Um, but he, he bosses at midfield, and we, we I thought we'd miss him. And I've, having um, Poch talking about Winks during the week, saying he's going to be, a, like the way he was talking about him, Winks backed that up yesterday. Yep. Yep. There's a real strength and depth. I mean, if you look at the, the starting eleven that started yesterday, John, as you mentioned earlier, there were what, four players out missing. I count that as five, if you consider... Um, Aria was obviously suspended. Lamella, Rose, Wanyama, Dembele. Um, yeah, fair enough. Arguably, four or five of those might have started the match yesterday if they'd all been fully fit. I mean, I mean, a fully fit, match fit Lamella if he was just back to his very best, or he'd certainly be in contention. He'd be, he'd be knocking on the door. Yet we still had, you know, obviously. Um, goalkeeper position picks itself and, and the back three pretty much that's if we're going to go with the back three I think that, that, that'll pick picks itself as well but yeah. Trippier doing a good job offering something different to, to Aurea Davis um, I don't know how Danny Rose is going to get back in the team at the moment he's going to have a real, real fight on his hands and that's good he'll have to Google that won't he that's good yeah we, 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 we want that and then you've got a centre of the midfield as you said um, John Winks superb with, with, with Dyer um and there's real competition because then you know Wanyama and Dembele to come back, so you've got four players competing for two spots there. Um, Ericsson and and Delhi. Um, we'll talk about Delhi in a bit. Um, and Son, obviously, yeah. and, and Son and Lamella. I suppose we've got Lorente as well. We? Yeah, Son, Son and Lamella competing for that position, yeah. and then Lorente competing with Kane. I wouldn't say competing, but. Um, I don't think any, I don't think anyone. Yeah, a decent backup, which um, Janssen yeah. wasn't last season. Um, Kent, question from Kent Goodrich: What did what did we make of Delhi's dive? Pathetic. Right. I saw that, and I've watched it over and over again on on, on the iPlayer um, on BBC. And okay, it was it was a little bit petulant from him. To be fair, to, to the way he's been acting recently. His head hasn't been in the game, by looks uh, from what we can see. Um, but all credit to Delhi at the end, he didn't appeal. He just got up and ran off. He he knew that he made a mistake and he didn't didn't question it. So I mean, I I don't know. Was it a, it was a dive? But uh, was he avoiding the goalkeeper's knee? I don't know. No, he, he left. He put his foot out, dangled it to make it look like he'd, he'd had some kind of impact and went over. Mm. It deserves to be booked. He was. He's better than that. He's right. better. He is much better than that. Unfortunately, I think the refs now are going to be looking at him, and I think we could be denied a nailed-on pen because of his diving. They'll look at him and think he's gone over. I think it could adversely affect us. And Poch is right to come out and have, be strong about it. He's got to cut it out. It's a stupid yellow card. I mean, if he'd got a yellow card later in the game, for should we say something more celebrating? By taking his shirt off, yeah, or, 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 or just just a tackle, just a late tackle, which which can happen, which is you know, it it would add up, 
and yeah. and and we'd 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 lose him. The thing with Delhi, I'm a lone voice in the past. I've defended him um, when when we played Swansea last season. John, you and I were there, and there was that incident um, when when we won five nil um, when he went down and we, we awarded a penalty. Now the common, I think you at the time felt it was a dive, and I think most Tottenham fans felt that it was a dive. I didn't think it was. I, I genuinely, and to this day, I still feel that there was some contact made and he was coming at pace. Yesterday, I, 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 there's no way I can defend that. I can't defend the indefensible. And the fact that he had... He didn't even protest it afterwards, the decision. He had this little smirk on his face. He, he knew exactly what he was doing and it was just crap. It was pathetic. You know? It, yeah. He's got to cut it out. Um... The, the the thing is, uh, some of the um, the media and, and stuff are calling him out, saying he's got to cut it out of his game. They some most of the players have done the similar. Most play, you know, some match of the day. Shearer used to lead with his elbow all the time. Kicking, yeah. he, I remember him kicking somebody in the head and getting away with it. And did, wasn't there an instant that that he kicked somebody and then said that he'd never play for England again if he oh, was, was um, punished for it? Neil Lennon. So, yeah, yeah. So fuck him, basically, <laughs> and his comments. Yeah. But Ali should cut it out. Alex I mean, should cut it out. He's he's out of uh, last couple of well, the end of last season when he got well, in the uh, Europa League, that red card that he got that's actually cost him a bit for the Champions League this season as well. We haven't was luckily we haven't needed him, <laughs> uh, two out of two, but stupid red card against Ginn, um, and then he he the, the the finger in the England games cost him a game for England. So he's not only is he bringing it out of the uh, doing it for Tottenham he's doing it in the international scene there as well so he does need he needs his he needs his spitefulness that he's got because he's young and that's what makes him but he needs to lose this this stupid childish side definitely will that will that petulantness and, and this play acting and diving and stuff stop him from getting to the very top will teams look at him and think we're not going to take a chance on you if you're going to do that every couple of games the red cards and stuff like you say is no. that going to stop him I don't think so because like, I, I lived in Brazil for a while and I I watched Neymar from the beginning and Neymar was worse than Delhi is now with his petulance, his arrogance, the way he runs around um, f- throwing himself to the floor and things like that, doing things that he would ever go, his own manager, if he got substituted off, he'd, he'd moan. And look where Neymar's got now. So, I mean, obviously Neymar's focused himself a bit more when he went, when he, when he went to Barcelona. But, um, it's what made him the player he is now. So I think Deli Ali doing what he's doing now, he's, he's building himself. He's, he's getting to know himself. He's, he's knowing what he's capable of. And I don't know, I don't think it, I don't think it will cost him in the future. But he does need to calm it down a bit. Um, we had a question from Ed Brad, another one, who said, there is a player in our reserves, Daniel Rose. Have any of the panel heard of him? And could he provide competition for Davis? Um <laughs> Hold on a minute, I'll just Google him. <laughs> um, will he get back into the side? Will he? No, on this, on Davis's form yesterday, no, he won't. But it's it's a nice bit of competition for him, and it's a nice improvement to the squad. Well, I tell you what, though, when when he's back fully fit and he's knocking on that door and trying to regain his place in the team. Um, if that, for example, coincides with December, January, where there's going to be a lot of games, not just Premier League matches during that festive period, but then you know you've got 
FA Cup, um, if we're still involved in the League Cup um, at that point. Um, and, and then we really will need to rotate our fullbacks. All this stuff about, oh, who's the first choice right back? Is it Uriel? Or will Trip Trips retain his place in the team and all that? That goes right out the window for me at that point. And Pochettino will do what he did in the past, which is rotate those fullbacks. And it won't necessarily yeah. always be the same combo of left and right starting a particular particular match so Rose has got a part to play as has Carl Walker-Peters with his versatility um, yeah yeah definitely where do we go from here so we've got next game is two weeks time uh, because of the international break so we're playing Bournemouth Fuck the international break yeah Fuck it in the year Bournemouth at home um, at Wembley um, uh. we, we do need to start picking up some points at Wembley I, I don't want to bang on about this but if you look at this season overall um, we've won both our matches in Europe, so that's that in itself is Im- Im- impressive compared to last season. We've you know, we've we dispatched Barnsley in the Carabao Cup and in the league. We've what won four games on the on the spin away from home, three clean sheets away from home. It's just those home matches, two draws and a defeat to Chelsea. I mean, if, if you if you accept the defeat to Chelsea and just say, you know, it's Chelsea, they're a good side, whatever, it could have gone either way. And take that, the the two draws really. That's four points drops. Yeah, um, I mean, and- I, it's 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 bad. I mean, I've, I've been to the, I've been lucky enough to get tickets for the, for every game, every home game this season, which is a first for me, being as I was away for so long. It, it, being at Wembley watching watching Tottenham um, is a special occasion, but I think we've had uh, these home games we played like Swansea at home, Burnley at home. The teams that we've played have been so negative. They've literally come to the come to the game and just parked everything. They they get the odd counter counter attack. Burnley did that, scored the goal. Uh, we didn't do anything against Swansea. We were all over Swansea. Swansea was just one hundred percent us. Yet they still came away with a point. Um, another thing that's that's really I think a difficult thing for us is it's not White Hart Lane. It's not the same atmosphere. Um, it's funny when you see um, the singing. Um, it's just in one corner, mm. and they sing to each other. The other, or you got the away end, and it's. Hopefully, we can turn it around in a couple of weeks. I'll be there again against Bournemouth, and yeah, it's just it's just not the same. It's not the same atmosphere, and maybe the players can feel that. Away is the new home for us by the looks of it this season. Can we turn that round? Are we going to get that that elusive first Premier League win against Bournemouth at, we, at Wembley? That is. Yeah, we we get we get the win. That'll be it. We turn it around. Um, but we just need we need to get that win. It's Bournemouth. Will they do the same as what Swansea have done? What Burnley have done? Probably, possibly. But we need to. We maybe Poch needs to change his tactics a little bit to counteract against the the parking of a bus. So I mean. Uh, we need to get that win. We need. To, we thought Dortmund, the, the 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 three points in the Champions League against Dortmund, that was the turnaround. That would be the changing point. And then we played Swansea the following the following Saturday. And it didn't prove out. Didn't prove to be that way. So I mean, difficult. We can do it, and I think that the team need to play a bit more of a rope of the dope. Invite the pressure on, create the space at the back, and move it forward quicker. The speed that we moved the ball around yesterday we've got to replicate that at Wembley to get it forward quicker um, and, and get it what you know the, the, the 
chances when we were getting it wide to Trippier and to Davies yesterday when the crosses were coming in we, we've got to replicate that at Wembley and I, I do think that teams come and think oh it's a day at Wembley where they wouldn't normally get a day at Wembley and that has a lot to, to do with it unfortunately I think teams raise their game coming there um, but I th- I'm pretty sure we can, we'll turn it around against Bournemouth mm-hmm. and Bour- Bournemouth to their credit they like to play football um, and I think that'll they're not one of these teams that s- sit back um, and I think that'll play into our hands um, they're not doing particularly well this season I think we're, I think we're going to spank them 3 or 4 nil. And I don't, yeah. I don't think, yeah. De, I don't think Defoe will get on the score sheet. I think there'll be no goals from him. No, I can see Defoe getting caught offside a few times. Um, <laughs> but um, I think, I think we can. Anyway, and if we do that, that'll hopefully. The only concern I've got is, is the fact that there is an international break, and what England play their second match is it on the Monday, possibly, or the Tuesday that week, which is early the preceding week which is okay earlier in the week so I'm, I'm not too worried about that and players picking up knocks I'm more worried about some of the the overseas lads Sanchez for example when he plays um, when Colombia play um, yeah and Son when he when Korea yeah, play yeah, yeah. Pochettino might not rush them back so soon and particularly with Sanchez at the moment he's quite pivotal in in the way we play with a, with a back three if he doesn't play then right, who do you, do, you, do you drop Dyer and put? Do you, do you drop Dyer back and put him put him there? Can can you afford to do that? If I mean, he's been playing in midfield quite a bit this season, can you actually afford to do that? If we've got Wanyama and Dembele injured, um, did did Foyth play in the middle or was he on the left against Barnsley? Yeah, he played in a we played in a back four as I recall. Okay, and okay. it was him and Vertonghen. Um but even so, you know, even if Foyth comes in, that that's fine. You know, he's got two two quality players alongside him. He might have to re rejig it a bit. I don't know if he'd play in the centre, but it, it's still disruptive. Whereas, say, for example, if Son was injured, as long as we've got Ellie and Eric not injured, sorry, Son was um, tired, tired from you know, jet lag or whatever, you still have attacking options going forward. You still have, for example, Lorente um, and. It's arguable Sun might not have started the game anyway. You've got Deli and Eriksson ahead of him. But that's the only question mark, but I, I can see us winning that comfortably. Um, Applewell, impressive performance, Kane Hattrick. Um, the other standout performance was Musa Sissoko, not just in that game, but some of the games leading up to it. Um, another one from Ed Brad, how improved is Sissoko? Um, he says, personally, um, he's gone from a liability to a solid squad player. Yeah, I mean, in in the international group that we're we're, we're part of um, on Facebook, is a lot of controversy have come, has come about from like is Sissoko up to it? Can Sissoko do this? Do that? Um, he's he's impressed me. This like from the, his attitude at the beginning of the season when it was the, the transfer window where he wanted to leave to the way he's forced himself into the team now and he's becoming a bit of a regular and his performances are getting better yes he capped it off with a goal although we didn't even mention was... that by the way <laughs> until now yeah it was lovely um what was his quote something um blessed for the goal and and god is in control if god is in control i fancy again game of fifa against him i'm honest <laughs> um but no he's i'm warming to sissoko a little i think poch is working some reverse voodoo on him 
Um, <laughs> it's amazing what a run of games can do for a player. Um, still a 30 million quid squad player, but he's looking better. Looking, He's got more assists and goals than Ozil this season. So there you go. Wow. Another good stat. Well, it's also um, World Cup year coming up. So I think he's got one, one eye on that. I say he got a recall, didn't to the French yeah, squad, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. There yeah. you go. You know, if he continues to play the way he is for us and improving, then yeah, he might end up being when we get all of our those four or five players I mentioned back fully fit. Um, Maria, Maria and Rose actually, you can t- take them out of that. So the the, the other three, Wanyama, Dembele, Lamella. Once you get those players back fully fit, the likelihood is Sissoko will be exactly that a squad player but as long as he's contributing which it has been this season I don't think we can ask for, for, for much more um, it might become the end of the season he's, he's done enough to engineer a move, move move away and we can sell him and make a bit of a profit um, which is no bad this going. by the end of the season he'll have a song <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else on Applewell I mean Kane's hat trick job done Winks was good again Winks was good in that game as well Um, exactly I I mentioned to Hugo uh, at 1-0 we made a couple of saves um, but nobody's going to remember them because he made you know that ball that nearly went in when he belted against the player against Sanchez I think he needs to get the praise for the saves that he does do rather than just look at the rickets Um, but it's unfortunate that he has those um, those moments and he still has those moments I thought his distribution yesterday was okay it's getting better. It's getting... I, or, whenever I see um, Larice with the ball, um, it always reminds me of Mrs. Doyle from Father Ted and the Windowsill, where she's about to fall off. <laughs> it's just, where's he going to put that ball? Is it going to go in the right direction? I don't know. It scares me. <laughs> uh, I like that. I think uh, the go, good... go on, go on, go on, <laughs> go on, go on. You will, you will. <laughs> the um, probably Father Jack. Um, asking for asking for drink is probably more apt when you think of Larice because he, he probably drives most fans to drink given his mad <laughs> mad blood rushes. Um, but yeah, you're you're right, John. He, he he makes he makes a lot of good saves that we forget about. Um, he make, he does a lot of routine things which actually um, we take for granted as well. Um, yeah, sweeper keeper. Yeah, um, I think the, the key thing is we, we've got the win. Joint top with Real, six points, six points clear of Borussia Dortmund. And that puts us in a good position going into the Madrid games. It lifts a, li- lifts a little bit of pressure off because um, those games won't be easy. Um, and hopefully we... I, I fancy us to get something over those two matches. I think we will as well. Um, if you, Real Madrid are struggling a little bit, they're seventh at the moment. Um, I think we can get something out of them. Um, and again, it's that, it's that group of death, isn't it? Uh, we almost need that that tag on the group to, to make us play um, so yeah we'll, I think we'll get something out of them well I absolutely love the fact that when we first when that, when that draw came out I was like well, yep okay Europa League's all ours and then nobody gave us a chance Not, I, I, I'll be honest I didn't, I didn't give us a chance in this group and I think that's probably what's helped us the fact that we are underdogs in a really really strong group we've come out we've played gung-ho football against Dortmund come back win 3-1 and it's put us in. That, that gave us the confidence just to go out to Cyprus and, and do the job and do the job well out there. And yeah, going to Rio, um, going to the Bernabeu, while Arsenal watching Emmerdale, it's going to be fun. Okay. Um, 
before we look at more questions from listeners, um, Spurs ladies have, play, have been playing their second match in the um, WSPL today. Um, here is Bex with this week's Spurs ladies update. Hi people, it's Bex to let you know what's been going on in the world of women's football. I'm going to expand things slightly this week. It's been a bit of a busy couple of weeks for women's football in general. So let's start right at the top. A couple of weeks back, Mark Sampson, the England manager, was sacked for sleeping with one of his players when he was at Bristol. Well done, the FA, for having had that report and not acting on it until last week. All you've done is make yourself look like a complete bunch of idiots. Oh, and by the way, if this turns into a rant, I'm really sorry, but it's justified. Anyway, so that's the England level. Underneath that, anybody that's listened for any length of time will know that Women's professional football in this country starts up at the top with WSL 1 and WSL 2, which is where Spurs ladies place it underneath that. The FA announced this week one game into the WSL 2, WSL 1 season that as of this season, they are demanding that clubs have to have, if they want to stay at this level, WSL 1 and 2, they need to have professional teams. So the impact on Spurs ladies will be that, irrespective of how well they do this season, there is no promotion from WSL 1, sorry, 2 to WSL 1, unless they win everything. And also in conjunction with that, they need to make sure that they become a professional club. So the FA have dictated that clubs have to go professional, by which they are saying players need to be on a contract whereby they will play minute, they will have to play 16 hours a week. And the club has to pay them for that. Now, they haven't given any guidelines as to pay because we know that's not something the FA interfere with. However, what they have said is it needs to be, it has to be at least minimum wage. So I'm not being funny, but if you're a player, if I was playing for Spurs Ladies at the moment and I had a full-time job and just did that as a bit of fun, am I likely to give up my full-time job and my financial responsibilities to be able to go and play football for minimum wage. No, I don't think so. So well done, the FA, for that, because you've done nothing. You haven't absolutely chopped the legs off women's football in this country at all, again. As well as having to play their players professional and put them on contracts, they're also saying that clubs will need to have an academy, and that's okay if the club can afford it. Now, I don't know many women's football teams that make enough money that they can run themselves and an, a full-time academy, because that has to be professional also, in the same way the men's game is. Different kettles of fish. Not getting the same money in the women's game, not getting the same viewing figures. It sucks, quite frankly. So the FA and its bunch of white-haired, stupid old men need to fucking go away and have a think about how they're trashing shit. It's not a business, it's a game. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox nuts now and give everybody a chance to make a decision for themselves, just to let you know that it, I think the next couple of months will be problematic with this arrangement. Anyway, on to Spurs ladies. So the girls played today. They played their first WSL2 match at home this afternoon at two o'clock at Chesson. They played Aston Villa. Um, Bianca Baptiste scored on the 19th minute, which was always very nice for her. And Coral Jade Haynes, who's on loan to us from Birmingham City, scored on the 74th minute. There's no reply from Aston Villa, so thank you very much, because that's our first win this season. It's only two games, it's not a massive deal. But I think on the back of losing last week, it's nice to see the girls come back and win. And a home win is always a bit special. The girls' next game is next Sunday, and that's away to London Bees. I don't have a time, but I'm guessing it's about two o'clock. So if you're in the London area, go have a look. Um, 
I'm done with waffling. Thanks very much for listening. If anybody wants to get hold of me, I am on Twitter at BunchesBex or via the THF podcast page or Facebook. Thanks very much. See you next week. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, let's finish off with a few questions. Um, Conor Meneto, if you had to put together a squad made up of 11 copies of a single player, who would it be? Um, he says, for him, answer Harry Kane. Non-Spurs, Premier League, Pogba, one of the 11 of him has to show up, right? Uh, Tongue-in-cheek. And then non- <laughs> non-Spurs, non-Spurs world, Manuel Neuer. Fair enough. I, I mean, the song goes, we all want a team of Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I couldn't see that, the effort and desire from him. Um, Non-Spurs player, I'd probably go De Bruyne. I'd like to see our team of De Bruyne's mm. played together. Um, I think that would be good. And uh, in uh, outside the Prem, I'd go for Modric. A team of Modric's would be my choice. I'm still trying to think of one. Yeah, definitely Harry Kane for... For, for a Spurs player, uh, non-Spurs prem, I would probably go for someone. I don't know, Lukaku. I like Lukaku. He's another good player, another strong player. Always putting, put himself about. Uh, Non-world, uh, non-Spurs world. I'd go for Neymar. I'm not a big Neymar fan, but he's impressed me since he's gone to PSG. He's got a yeah, shit haircut, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Just put a wig on him or something. Just shave it off. <laughs> so you could go the opposite way and have a team of Charlie Adams. Oh dear. That would be, be quite oh, fun. That'd be the most hated team in the world. And and then if you go for the world one you could have a team of Paulinho's. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. God, think of that. What about you, Jav? What do you go for? I can't see beyond um a team of Harry Kane. I mean he really embodies everything um about the club. Um if there was one single player that that we as fans can identify with that that you know it's just Tottenham through and through it's, it's Harry Kane um outside of non-spurs player in the Premier League um hmm struggling to think of one I like De Bruyne as a player um again it's another one for me he 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 plays with with effort he's not a magical player he hasn't got tricks and turns he just does the simple things really really well um and that's what that's what again i like him i appreciate players that do that rather than you know your your, your tricky dribblers really non spurs non spurs world i go for bale okay that's still kind of spurs world isn't it well yeah. you know it's not um, <laughs> well, i think okay. modric modric is still yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of spurs world I don't class him as Spurs world, not Modric. <laughs> uh, next question, Kate Goodrich. Does Trips keep his place when Serge returns? Mm, I don't think so. I think there's rotation to be done there. Trippier was good yesterday. Some of those crosses that he put in were fantastic. Um, and again, he was playing right really high up. I don't know if, if, if Huddersfield were really poor, but he was pushed up really high again, um, like we saw Carl Walker doing. Sorry, the boy from Sheffield. Um so I, I I don't know. I think there's good rotation. It's good competition as well to have the both of them. It's it's, it's going to be like um, we were talking about Rose and Davis on the other side. If, yeah. You know, we potentially got four really really good fullback. Four, not not just one. You know, uh, in Rose, we've got we again we've got four. We've managed to sell one for fifty million quid, and we've still got four. That's a half price. We bought the other one half price. Yeah. And I would, I would actually go as far as to say he's better than the one we sold for fifty. Uh, he's a bit rash, for me. Um, but that can that yeah, a bit rash. But I mean, 
Cole, he, he he was a bit rash sometimes. Some of the some of the things he'd get away with, and like the, our our back four or back back three would uh, would sweep up after him. Some of the mistakes he'd made. So I mean, yeah. All Walker had was his pace. He'd be caught out so often. The only thing that got him out of jail was his pace. And Man City are finding that out this season. Um, but yeah, Ori's got one of those. Um, more than Loris, I think, would turn me to drink. Some of the things he's <laughs> done already. The, we could send that to a bunch of alcoholics. The the, um, the rotation that I mentioned earlier that's going to be that's going to be key definitely in the December January period. Um, I think at the moment. I think for I can see for the League Cup games I can see trips starting I can see for the European matches Aria starting the league games um, would it be fair to say that against the lesser teams no disrespect to Huddersfield or like last season Watford or Bournemouth Trippier does well against them but less so against the better teams and maybe right. that's where Aria would come in don't know because like the games against Swansea and against Burnley we failed to break them down and we had trips um, we had trips on the uh, in the team so I don't know maybe we need someone like Uria to come in and break down that defence because we, we seem to be having trouble mm. oh the war for the sixth Jav well last season I was thinking of oh last season they <laughs> were fucking pony um, um I don't think I saw a worse team at where I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of particularly um, against United, the final game of the season. Um, the goal that we conceded, arguably Trips was at fault for that. Um, you know, against one of the better teams. Maybe I'm, yeah, maybe uh, I'm being a bit harsh on him. Teams always going to try and target a weaker player, but the damage are done. They were well out of it. I mean, if you want to, you know, the, the the worst the worst teams, you know, seventh down. Um, yeah, Everton. <laughs> Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, yeah. Um, Def- West Ham, fucking ponies. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's all about the rotation, and I'm pretty sure that the Poch will put whoever comes in can do the job. You know, it, 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 that question's almost like whose back are we going to get on when it goes wrong? I don't think we should. I think we should be cheering them when when they're all on the pitch and mm. playing well. Well, it's, it's yeah. interesting. A few weeks ago, I think Trips. When he came back from his injury um, that he picked up against Juve, he had a few couple of games where he wasn't completely at the races, and a lot of fans were getting on his back. And then Aria comes in, plays really, really well. Um, and then, as ever, football fans being so fickle, they just get carried away at the moment and carried away over, over one game and, and sort of saying, "Oh, well, you know, Trips is going to get back in the team." He gets his opportunity. Um, he's played well the last few games. I guess those same set of fans are now questioning whether I'm not I'm not being critical of the person who sent in the question, but perhaps they're being slightly critical. Um, sorry, those same f- fans are um, probably the same ones that five minutes ago were were questioning whether um, Trippier would would get back in the team. Um, so you know, it, it, players can play badly. It just doesn't mean to say that. That that's something that, that lasts for, forever. Trips has now come back. He's he's fully fit. He's played well. Um, and well, we he, had that he, last year, didn't yeah. we? With, with Christian Eriksen. Christian Eriksen before his contract thing, he was playing. He wasn't he, he wasn't Christian. And then he signed the contract, and boom, he became what he what we know he can be. This season, we've got Delhi who's not playing up to scratch. Um, we had Sissoko starting off. Um, Slowly, and he's he's getting into his game now. So yeah, we're, we're always going to have that where we're going to have players that don't are, are not on form, and 
unfortunately, in the world that we live in, the supporters are going to get on their backs, even if it's just one game or two games. Um, but, I mean, I, as I always said, in Potch we trust. Whatever he chooses, I go with, because he's the one who's being paid for it, and he's doing an absolutely fantastic job doing it. Um, okay, we've got f- quite a few questions on Deli Alley. Um, I'm going to read them all. Um, so we've got Kent Goodrich. How many more sloppy, distracted performances by Delhi would it take to make you at, le- at least entertain the idea of selling him? Um, Connor Meneto um, seems Poch has one last move to make with trying to kickstart Delhi, and that it starts. And, and that it is to start him on the bench is a warning shot. Obviously, suspension from the Champions League throws a wrinkle in that. Taking into account, taking sorry, taking form into account, is Delhi truly within our top eleven players at the moment? That's quite controversial. Um, and Greg Taylor, if we don't improve so- soon, is Delhi in danger of becoming a very good player as opposed to a world class one, which could be a step backwards? Uh, that's quite a lot there. Um, um- it take a lot for me to say to sell Delhi. Um, I'll, he's still young. When it comes to sloppy performances, yeah, he's distracted. I don't know what he's distracted with. Maybe he's not having a. He hasn't got his bromance. Isn't going well with Dyer at the moment. I don't know. But I'll sell him? Nah. You can't sell Delhi. No, don't. Um, I think I said on, on one of the Spurs forums should you know should we sell him? I don't think we could. Um, at the moment, he, I think one of the things that's rankling him perhaps is he's not being the main man and being talked about in the same way as Harry Kane is. Um, so I, I think there's something there. I think he needs to be the Billy Billy um, big bollocks and, and um, be the main man. I think, and I think that's not sitting well with him. I mean, yesterday um, the, the opening move where we got into their box, Kane should have squared it to to Delhi, and we would have been one nil up instead of shooting and, and it rebounding. Um, so we. I, I think where Kane's been a bit greedy, Delhi's missing out. I mean, but um, who do you drop him for? Son. We put Son on in his place. Yeah. If you're Fair if, enough. if you're going with that sort of you know three at the back, two in midfield, wing backs, and then two players in behind, which at the moment is Ericsson and Ali behind Kane, then Son's the obvious one. A fit, a fit, yeah. a fit Lamella would be. Fit Lamella. Yeah. Would be the other possibility. Um, uh, so, if that is his mindset and he wants to be the Billy Bo- Big Bollocks, then he can fuck right off for me. Um, that's if if that's his mindset. I don't I don't want players like that at the club. That being said, um, I would think that he's only twenty one. I, I hate that whole he's only this, he's only that. But he is twenty one years of age. Um, he's only been playing in the Premier League for two years now. He broke. Um, broken scene as well 18 19 year old um which is still very young if you compare that for example to a young ryan geese when geese broke on the scene he did really well initially and i remember there was a little period when he hit about 20 or 21 where he just wasn't quite at the races and that might have been because um there wasn't the surprise factor players were maybe double marking him um whatever it was that that's that's part of the course and Delhi will deal with that this is a blip um he'll he will get over it um if he doesn't show the right attitude and if it is a question of him wanting to be Billy Big Bollocks and if he's gonna allow the frustrations to get the better of him and he's gonna make reckless challenges or um uh 
dive and get needless yellow cards, then yeah, he will his career will stagnate and his time at Spurs will be up and he'll just go somewhere else and do those very same things but just for a different team um, so it wouldn't be any, any great loss in that scenario I think uh, I think Pochettino um, you know he could have dropped him but he's persevered with him because he knows what he can do let's, let's not forget last season at the start of the season Ericsson wasn't playing particularly well by his standards um, Pochettino persevered with him because he knows what he can do yeah, and I think Delhi's perhaps one of those players that just maybe needs an arm around his shoulder and a bit. If you look at his performance yesterday, it was a bit of a mixed bag. I think it's probably one of the better performances he's had for us this season. Um, but with a run of games we, we, we've alluded to already, um, he needs to find form. Yesterday, yeah. some of the runs he made in beyond Kane to create space were brilliant, and he needs to keep doing that. And I, I don't think Son makes those kind of runs. For me, so I just keep playing him. Yeah, he was unlucky as well to hit the post. Yeah, exactly. The the the, the skill to get him and, and the ability to get that shot away uh, was exceptional. So yeah, I, I just think that we have to keep playing him. Perhaps it's the no Champions League. You know, was, do you remember a couple of seasons ago we played we played Manchester United at home we beat them three 0 and uh, Ali had a really really quiet game, and then he come up about sixty fifth minute, sixty sixth minute. We won 3-0 with three goals in like four or five minutes. Yep. Something stupid like that. Because Delhi decided to appear in a game. That's what Delhi can do. He, he will disappear for for most of the game. Big period parts, big chunks of the game. And then he'll just have a moment of genius. And now he's a, cha- he's a game changer. No, true. Uh, you're, it's very true. Uh, he, when he's not on form, he's still not a bad footballer. He's a very good footballer. But yeah. he, he, people want him to have that spark and do something and, and and create a goal or score one um and i just think by his high standards he's not hitting it this season yet yeah agreed definitely i think the key word was it right at the end of the sentence yet i think yes. that's, that's exactly it um so yeah none of us none of us particularly entertain the idea of selling him um is he within top 11 players at, at the moment yeah yeah um he's easily I mean, yeah, you've got Son and him fighting for a place, but I would, I'd keep playing him. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, got a few more questions. Uh, another one from Conor Manetto. Um Lots of important fixtures on the horizon: Liverpool, United, um, Wanderers, Madrid, Dortmund. How do you anticipate rotation being handled, barring any injuries? We got Dembele, we got Winks, we got the four wing backs that we were talking about. Um, defense is pretty settled. We should have Wanyama back. Um, so I think we'll be fine. It's, if we pick up any injuries, we may well struggle. But if everybody's fit, the rotation will sort us out and we'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> All the words out of my mouth. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'd imagine that he's not going to mess around with Kane. Kane will be a starter for all of those matches. Um, yeah. The one uh, where he might not start the game possibly is the Cannington Bingo Club. Um, probably Lorente would would start that game um here's a question though if this time last season we kane was injured um so was out of herald if we had kane injured right now would you start lorente for those matches or um or would you go with son i'd go with son i was gonna yeah i'll go with son as well son's done it been there done it last season we 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 had him like you said before he covered kane and he was he was player of the month for september mm. So he's capable, totally capable of, of covering. Uh, Lorente still learning how to play as a Spurs player. 
Um, he showed some passion against the the Pikes on uh, last week when we when we beat them. Um, but he's still he's still learning the the potch way, isn't he? So yeah, son definitely. Okay. Uh, uh, another two or three more questions. Another one from Conor Manetto. The dust dust has settled. Um, did our defence improve after the summer? Wimmer, Walker, Carter, Vickers loaned out are out. Sanchez, Foyth, and Uria in. Net negative of around, I think, five to eight million. He says, um, in his opinion, we have again found a way to improve without breaking the bank. Improving the best defence in the league with less than ten million is no small feat. Um, I don't think there's a question at the end of that, but I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with him. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with him. We we have improved. Um, Yes, we're not spending 400 million quid on players to try and improve ourselves and build a. We're we're spending within our means, and we've always done that. We've always done that, and that that's the good thing. And if if Levy's to be praised for anything, it's not breaking the bank and getting some stupid debt in order to compete. We're competing on the terms that we're we're making, basically. Okay. Uh, final two questions. Richard Healy, having listened to Martin Martin Yole, he's got no hair, but we don't care. Talking on Radio Five Live about a fight between Robbie Keane and Edgar Davids. His question is: Which Premier League Spurs player would you least like to get into a fight with? And also, which Spurs hard man do you secretly, secretly do you secretly reckon you'd have it? You'd have if you sorry. You'd think you which which Spurs hard man do you secretly reckon you'd have if you got into a fight with? I would. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with Wanyama, if I'm honest. Or Dyer. No, I'd go Wanyama. I would go Wanyama. Uh, or, or, or Yan, I wouldn't want Yan's to get in a fight with Yan. Yeah. Yan is mental. <laughs> but I, I kind of um, thought of this in a different direction. Which Premiership player do I reckon I could take in a fight? Charlie um, Adam. Um, Carzola. I reckon I could have Carzola. I like Charlie Adam all day long. Um, and and Silver at Man City. He don't look that big. He don't does he? No, and that's <laughs> the thing. Ashley Young's another one. He don't look that big either. And I'm all I spent when I read the question and thinking, who could I be? I was just thinking of all the smallest players. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to fight any Premier League. There's that video of Kane doing the shadow boxing and stuff. I wouldn't want to fight any of them. No, really? I, I, I want a piece of Charlie Adam. Can't stand him. No, but he's not really a footballer, is he? He's not really a Premier League player. He's no, just he's, one of them bit parts. He's a thug. Yeah, but I think you could take any any Premiership player with a swift kick in the knee, and they they hobble off because they wouldn't want any more. And that's the thing. Just target their legs, and that's it. They'd be, you know, yeah. you'd win. Sweep the, old, the leg. Yeah, the old um, Achilles tendon. Go for yeah. that. Go for that. Wasn't it? Um, Vinnie Jones did that video years ago. Football's nasty men, and he and he said famously that if you go for the um, Achilles tendon that's it snap they're out for X amount of time um, we shouldn't be promoting violence I wouldn't I, is, I, yeah. I would I, the one player Spurs player that I would least want to get into a fight with um, is Toby Alderweireld because um, Alderweireld because I don't want to screw up his hair you know all that, all that lovely <laughs> hair fighting over the hair products Jeff yeah um, <laughs> right kids be a, be a lover not a fighter <laughs> Final final question, and it, and it's one that we ask um, every week. Um, and Terry, um, as it's your first time on the pod this season, um, if you're you're on a desert island, so imagine sorry, you're on a desert island. Who from the current squad do you vote as leader? And if it all goes Lord of the Flies, who do you eat first? 
I have to go for Yen. Yen's definitely a leader. He sounds like someone you wouldn't want to mess with either. Um, stick him in, everyone would be under control. Um, if it all goes Lord of the Flies, will eat first. Wayne Yammer, because he, he likes his spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Right, um, the next podcast which you'll be recording will be, because of the fucking international break, um, will be two weeks today um, on Sunday the 15th of October. Um, I believe... John, you will be joining me on that uh, occasion, yes, yep, yep. and we Happy hope to. to have we hope to have crackers um, Richard Cracknell um, from the Owen oh the Spurs podcast um, on that pod. Um, we're scheduled to have him, um, so we shall see. Um, Terry, thank you for taking part. Thanks for the invitation. Always a pleasure. John, thank you as ever. Thank you very much, Jav. Cheers, Terry. I'm off Thanks, to John. And go back to bed because it's Gillian Ruff. I'm going to get me washing out a tumble dryer. <laughs> <laughs> and until two weeks today, the future's bright. This future's Lily White. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.